0: Halismos is a Greek word that I love, and I think you will too. Hey friend, welcome back. It's Thursday, and, uh, Hey, for some of you, this is spring break week. So maybe you're like on the beach, you're traveling on the road, you're going somewhere, coming from somewhere. And uh, if that's you, hey, hopefully you're having a very good spring break. Uh, For uh, some of you, you had spring break last week. If you're a college student, maybe you got back from Arizona, Nicaragua, and now you're back in the grind of college. Hey, wherever you're at, wherever you're listening, I just want to say thanks for tuning in. But guess what? This Sunday, starts Holy Week. Yeah, we get to celebrate Palm Sunday, and I hope you're excited about Holy Week. Um, I think the older I get, I'm 39 now, so the older I get, the more I appreciate the holidays, the rhythms, the church calendar. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to Holy week. I'm pumped about Palm Sunday and I can't wait for, um, the Thursday Lord's supper. And then I can't wait for uh, good Friday and then Holy Saturday and then resurrection Sunday. Man, I know at our church, Hardin Baptist, we got a lot of things planned. So if you go to Harden, just wait, we got tons of stuff coming out for you that week. Um, if you're not, you can find all of that on hardenbaptist.org And, uh, we have a little daily reading plan, uh, devotional videos coming out, a lot of cool stuff for Holy Week, but I'm pumped. And that's why we're doing this little four-week series that started uh, a couple of weeks ago. So we've dealt with a new righteousness. It's about faith, not works. We've dealt with an old problem. That is, hey, your sin is great, but guess what? Your Savior is greater. And we're going to really see that uh, today as we look at Romans chapter 3, verses 24 and 25. And we're going to talk about God glorious salvation because he did something grand at the cross. And we're going to really think about that this Friday or, or coming up Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as we think about just Easter Sunday. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Hopefully you're pumped too. But let's think about this text of scripture in Romans, and uh, we're going to read last week's verse first. So Romans 3.23. Now, when I say that, you kind of know that verse, right? It's part of the Romans road. You've heard it before, maybe, if you're a Christian for very long. It says this, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, most people have that verse memorized. You've heard it. It's part of a gospel presentation. Maybe somebody hold it to you. But I remember being at Passion. And if you've ever been to Passion, uh, kind of Louis Giglio started this thing uh, in stadiums, and it just grew like crazy, like Chris Tomlin, and then all these great bands. It's just an amazing worship experience for college students to go to. So I was at Passion. I think it was Atlanta, maybe with a group of people. And Louis Giglio preached a sermon, and it was so good. And I don't remember exactly where in the sermon, but he quoted Romans three twenty three: "For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God." Now, I knew that verse. All the college students with me knew that verse because we've been trained in Romans Road. We had had evangelism training. But what Louis Giglio said, he says, "I want to see if anybody knows the next verse." And this stadium filled with like, I don't know, 40,000 people, complete silence. And I'm trying to rack my brain, what comes next? For all of sin and fall short of the glory of God, well, what comes next? Well, what's the next verse? And I I was clueless. And everybody around me, we were all clueless. Nobody could think about Romans 3, 24, and his point was that we, as Christians, we harp on, yes, we're sinful. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, but we forget that verse is part of a sentence that keeps going, and I just want to read you verse 24. It says this, "...and are justified by his grace as a gift." through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. That's verse 24. And his point was, we need to make sure that we know verse 24. Yes, we are sinful. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. But the verse, the bad news is meant to bring us to good news. And the good news is we are justified by his grace as a gift. So I want to walk through verse 24 with you, and we're going to do something a little bit different than we typically do in this Love Your Bible podcast. So if this is your first one, we don't normally give a whole lot of definitions of words, but man, I think sometimes bringing definitions to words that are familiar to us, we can really pick up on some really strong theological things. So we're going to look at this sort of... Um, phrase by phrase. And we're going to pull out Wayne Grudem's systematic theology. And I'm going to read a few definitions that he gives for some of these key churchy words that we know, but do we really know them? And do we really understand what they mean? So verse 24 says, and are justified. So all have sinned, all have blown it, but there is hope. There's hope of justification. So, what does that word justification mean? And all are justified. That, that term of justification, what does that mean? Well, Rain Grudem says an instantaneous legal act of God in which he thinks of our sin as forgiven and Christ's righteousness as belonging to us and declares us to be righteous in his sight. That's what justification is, that action, that legal act. So when it says, yeah, we've sinned, but we are justified. Justified means, very simply, to be made right. That God made us right with himself. That in the legal courtroom of God, though the evidence is piled against us, though we should, well, suffer because of our sin, we should be pronounced condemned, guilty, and sentenced, Instead, at the cross, because of the work of Christ, God looks at us and declares us righteous. He declares us perfect. So in this this justification terminology and are justified, we are forgiven of our sins and we're declared righteous before God. That is good news. And notice what it says. We are justified by his grace. So justified by grace. Well, what is grace? Well, Grudem says, God's goodness towards those who deserve only punishment. So that's what grace is. It's God's goodness towards those who do not deserve it. So we are justified. We are, those who are wrong are made right with God, and it's by grace. It's something that we don't deserve. We should not get it, but we do get it because of God's goodness towards those who don't deserve it. So if you think about grace, those who don't deserve it, well, Paul goes on, just in case we're not tracking, just in case we don't understand this this act is God's, not our doing, he goes on and says, and are justified by his grace as a gift. So grace is we get something we don't deserve. This idea of a gift is we get something we didn't earn, right? If you think about a gift, like you've probably given a gift, you've got a gift. Um, I just went through a birthday. So um, March 22nd was my birthday. I turned 39 and I got some gifts. Some people gave me gifts. Um, and so I, I I, didn't earn those gifts, they weren't uh, a payment. Um, I didn't have to log hours. And then I gave somebody a time card and they showed up. Um, instead, they were they were just free gifts. Like it wasn't because I earned it. It's just, hey, it's your birthday. So I'm going to give you a-, a gift. I mean, this happens on your birthday, right? Somebody gives you a gift you didn't pay for, you didn't work for. They just wanted to bless you. They wanted to say, I love you. I've cared about you. So here's a gift that you didn't earn. This is not something that I owe you, but it's something I want to give to you because I love you. That's what a gift is. It's different than a paycheck. It's something we we didn't earn, right? And that's exactly what salvation is. We are justified Okay, Something that we don't deserve, that's grace, but also something that we didn't earn, that's the gift of God. So we didn't earn it, we didn't deserve it, but God gave it to us by his grace as a gift, we are made right with God. That is good news. Yes, we've sinned, we've blown it, but God makes us right by his grace as a gift. Well, how exactly does that happen? Like, like, how does this magical gift of justification, how are we legally made right with God if we don't do anything? Well, it's because someone else has done a lot. Someone else has done what we couldn't do for ourselves, and Paul is going to bring that in next when he says, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So we've been made right with God, through redemption, through redemption in Christ Jesus. Now, of course, he's talking about the cross. So you've got to have that cross moment in your mind, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That is where God accomplished our redemption in Christ Jesus. Redemption, Wayne Grudem says, is God is Christ-saving work viewed as an act of buying back sinners out of their bondage to sin and to Satan through the payment of a ransom. So this idea that that we owe death. We have a we have a debt over our heads. We are in trouble. We are bankrupt. We don't have any money, yet we owe God this eternal debt, because of our sin, our sin deserves death, we owe death, death is hanging over our head, and because death is hanging over our head, we are in bondage to sin, and we're in bondage to satan we are in his we are in his kingdom, we are in spiritual darkness, we are um, ruled by the powers of the world, we are in line with Satan and his Um, um, angelic and his demonic forces because we are captive, we are in bondage, we are slaves to sin and slaves to Satan. But what Christ does, he buys back the slaves. He pays our price, but doesn't pay a price to Satan. He He pays the price to God. He pays our debt to God so that we can be released from prison no longer under the sway of sin or the evil one. He buys us back sinners released from their bondage to sin and Satan because Christ paid what we owed to God, which was death. That is good news. You've sinned. You've fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. You owe God death. Jesus died and he paid your sin debt so you could walk out of your prison. You could walk out of your bondage into new life. Like that is exciting. Like that is the good news of the gospel. And we see even a fuller version of what Paul is telling us the beauty of salvation in verse 25. Notice what it says. Whom, So he's talking about Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. So how did this ransom happen? How did this redemption happen? Happen? How how did Christ pay our way out? How did He buy us back? Well, it was a transaction between Him and the Father. God put Him forward as a propitiation by His blood. Now that word propitiation. If you're new to Christianity, if you're not a believer, if somebody shared this podcast and you're like, I don't even know anything about this. What in the world is propitiation? Maybe you've been at church for a long, long time and you've heard that word, but you're not really sure what that word is. That's the word I started at the beginning of the podcast saying that I love. Now, in um, Greek, it's halismos. So halismos, propitiation. So what exactly is propitiation? I'll give you the definition that Grudem gets, and then I'll dig and get a little bit more nerdy with you. Uh, Grudem says this, a sacrifice that bears God's wrath to the end and in so doing changes God's wrath towards us into favor. So, so that word propitiation, it, 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 the very easy version of it, it's a wrath absorbing sacrifice. Okay, so that's that's what Christ became for us on the cross, a wrath-absorbing sacrifice. He absorbed God's wrath on the cross so that God's wrath could be satisfied and then it could be turned to favor towards his people. And we see this imagery so beautiful in Leviticus 16. It's that day of atonement. And in the day of atonement, a priest would bring blood into the holy holies. And in the holy of holies, uh, the the priest would put the blood on the mercy seat and God's wrath towards his people would fall on this mercy seat on the blood and his wrath would be turned to favor towards his people. That's where forgiveness um, happened on that mercy seat. So I'll just read Leviticus 16 verse 15. It says this, then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people and bring its blood inside the veil and do with its blood as he did with the blood of the bull. Sprinkle in it over the mercy seat and in front of the mercy seat. So so the, the high priest comes in and he takes the blood of this goat and he pours it on the mercy seat. Now, the mercy seat, it's the lid of the Ark of the Covenant. So there are there there are two statue angels, uh, the cherubim who are looking in. They're guarding this holy of holy place. And now you have the the presence of God is in the midst of this place, and here in the footstool. Here at the the lid of the Ark of the Covenant is what we call the mercy seat. And on the mercy seat, the blood is is put on it and God's wrath is absorbed in the blood and turned to favor. Now, that word mercy seat. You have the Septuagint, which is the Greek version of the Old Testament. That word mercy seat translates into Greek as, you guessed it, halismos. Halismos is mercy seat. So when Paul says whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood, he's saying whom God put forward as our mercy seat, that mercy seat, that that place where God's wrath is absorbed and is turned to favor, that Old Testament picture always pointed forward to the cross of Christ, where Christ would be our propitiation, our true mercy seat, where God's wrath would be turned to favor because of his sacrificial death on our behalf in our place. That is good news, friends. That is great news that that God put forward Jesus as a wrath-absorbing sacrifice. So what happened on the cross? Well, well, God is wrathful towards your sin. Your sins deserve death. Your sins are against him. He's holy and you are not. He is good and you are not. He is just and you are not. And so God has wrath towards sinful men. But what happened on the cross is God took his wrath towards your sin and my sin and he and he put it on Christ, that his wrath was pointed towards Jesus like a like a bowman pulls his bow back with an arrow and fires it. The arrow went right into the heart of Jesus. His full wrath, full weight and hatred towards sin fell on Jesus. And Jesus, the propitiation, he soaked up God's wrath. But not only that, he turned it to favor so that God is satisfied towards your sin problem, that God is the, the payment has been made, that the debt has been dealt with. God's wrath is satisfied, so now it can be turned to favor. It was by his blood that we have been set free, which leads Paul to end the sentence with, "...to be received by faith." So how do we get the forgiveness of God? How do we get justified? How are we made right with God? How do we, I mean, we know it's by grace. We know it's a gift. We know it's through the redemption of Jesus. We know it's through his sacrifice on the cross for us. But how do we actually get that into our account? How does it become real in our lives? Well, all of this happened so that we would, as God's people, receive it by faith. Now, what is faith? Well, we'll let Wayne Grudem define that too. He says, trust or dependence on God based on the fact that we take him at his word and believe what he has said. So faith is, it's believing and trusting God. It's saying, God, I believe and trust that when Jesus died, He paid my sin debt and because of what Christ did, you forgive me, you justify me, you make me righteous so that I can stand before you and I can be welcome into your family. God, I believe that I can't do anything to earn this or deserve it. It is a gift. It is grace. So I am saying, amen. I'm saying, yes, let it be so. I want the death and resurrection of Jesus to become my salvation. Count it to me. I want to trust and believe in Christ as my Lord and Savior. That's what it's like to receive the cross of Christ by faith. You trust in him. You believe in him and you bank your life on the Savior. See, the truth is we all know for all of sin and fall of the glory of God, but we sometimes forget verse 24. And verse 25, that yes, we've sinned, but we've been justified by grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as that wrath absorbing sacrifice by his blood to be received by faith. So friend, there is no greater question leading into Palm Sunday and Resurrection Sunday than this. Have you received the work of Jesus Christ on the cross for you, have you received that into your account by faith? That's the only end of the kingdom. It's repentance and faith. You turn from your work and your trying and acknowledge your sin problem and you turn to Jesus by faith. That's how you receive the gift of God, the redemption and the sacrifice of Christ. That's how you receive are made right with God. It's only through faith in Christ. So friend, if you have not trusted in Christ, I beg you and plead for you this holy week, make Jesus yours. Come to him through repentance and faith and be made new. Yeah, there's bad news. But the gospel has so much good news, better news, the best news. You've been justified by grace through what Christ did on the cross for you. Hey, I hope that this text of scripture has made you love Jesus more. It's made you love your Bible more because the Bible, the words of the scriptures are so They're so good. God is so wonderful. He's done so many good things for us and to us. And we see in Scripture, we read about those things. We believe those things. So what I encourage you to do this week is keep memorizing this passage of Scripture. It will lead you to worship Jesus on Palm Sunday and Resurrection Sunday and every Sunday since and every day in between because God is so good. Well, hey, I hope that this has caused you to love your Bible a little bit more because when you love your Bible, you will love God, serve people, and live a life that matters.